Welcome to the Start Something Show. Join world-renowned experts, change agents, and everyday folks who have done the amazing. All here to help you start something incredible. Now it's time to step out, live your perfect day, and create a legacy with your host, Tina Dietz. Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good night to you, regardless of where and when you're listening to this, my dears. It's Tina Dietz, and welcome to another episode of the Start Something Show. Woo! As I mentioned in our last episode, we're actually in the midst of opening up a brand new talk show for you online called Creative Business Oasis. So we're going to be winding down the Start Something show here. It's been an absolute honor, a privilege, and a joy to create this show for you every single week and bring you some of the most amazing thought leaders, authors, speakers, coaches, entrepreneurs from all over the place to help you on your journey to start and live and continue the life and business of your dreams. And now we're going to build it even further so that not only can you listen, but you can also come on the show and interact with us live, get questions answered, meet phenomenal people, as face-to-face as you can get through the internet, basically. So we are going to be hosting Creative Business Oasis live on Wednesdays or Thursdays. you got to stay tuned to get all the details. It's going to be on Blab. If you haven't used Blab yet, go to blab.im and sign up with your Twitter account. Don't worry, you don't need to be a big Twitter user to use it. And uh, it's so cool. You can find topics uh, from everything you could possibly imagine on Blab. It's a very easy interface to use. And uh, they don't capture all of your information and give you crazy amounts of information and drive you nuts like a lot of other platforms do. So this is going to be an online talk show that we get to interact with you live on topics all about business, all about being creative and flexible and nimble in business to be your best self and to bring your best work out to the people who are looking for you and who really need you, uh, your services and your products. So I'm Super, super excited. And we are going to have more information for you about the show as we go along here. Uh, We're building some landing pages and all that good stuff. Technology is not my favorite when it comes to website building. (laughs) I'd much rather be behind a microphone any day of the week or or working on somebody else's platform than building my own websites. Uh, Full disclosure. (laughs) But anyway, um, today on the show, uh, what we're go- what we're going to be doing uh, besides me yapping at you about how much I don't like building websites and how much I do love producing shows, uh, we're going to be talking to Greg Peters. I just fell in love with Greg when I met him. He is the sweetest guy, and what's really cool about Greg is he is a consummate introvert and also kind of a con. Uh, not controversial. He, <laughs> I'm having a day because I'm overexcited about this new show. Can you tell? So Greg is known as the reluctant networker. We'll tell you all about that when we talk with him. But it's really cool because he started out as this very introverted, really what most people would consider kind of a you know computer geek. He even calls himself that. Um, and I say that with the greatest affection, by the way. But Greg is uh, is not your typical kind of like front of the stage Tony Robbinsy kind of yeah, kind of speaker. He's you know this this kind of quiet, measured, everyday Joe kind of guy, and he's built some just 
two amazing businesses that are so highly of service to people. And today we're going to be talking about what it takes to become really effective at networking when you're not necessarily a big front-of-the-room, extroverted kind of person. So, uh, yes, the reluctant networker is on my show today, and I can't wait to share him with you. So why don't we go ahead and get right over there right now uh, and talk with Greg. So here's the question of the day. Have you ever felt a little reluctant when it comes to networking, particularly live networking? Well, Greg Peters understands. He really does. Uh, He's a computer programmer by training, And he calls himself the original reluctant networker. Through study and practice and lots of trial and error, the amazing thing is he has been able to transform himself into a true networking professional. And he has now built two successful businesses and has taught thousands of people the value of developing powerful personal connections. I'm really happy to have Greg on the show today. Thanks for coming on, my dear. Thank you, Tina. I'm I'm really glad to be here. Yeah, I'm glad to have you on. We've had a chance to chat a little bit and um, uh, and laugh with each other somewhat. So I'm excited to share uh, your take on networking with our, our Start Something audience today. But before we get into that, um, I'd love to know for you, how did your entrepreneurial journey begin? How did What did you decide to start something? <laughs> Well, uh, I actually started uh, my first business back in 1994. I was a computer programmer working for the University of Michigan at that time, and I just had it in me that I wanted to start a business. The thing is, no, I had no clue what I was doing. I just thought, you know, having my own business sounded like a really neat thing to do. Okay. Well, that's always dangerous. Yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and so how did that go for you? Uh, well, um, it, it went okay at first, uh, because I had someone who actually wanted to buy my services, uh, as a computer programmer, which is nice, uh, because what they don't tell you when you come up with this grand idea of starting a business is that you actually have to find your own work. Uh, that is the key. I yes, know, absolutely. But, but, right? but no one told me that. So it was, <laughs> it was a little bit of a shocker there. And, uh, I, I was very fortunate though, that I, the, the my first clients as a computer programmer, a freelancer, uh, they were very good about passing my name along. Um, in fact, uh, probably 90% of my, my business for my uh, web development uh, company came as either a direct connect from those that original uh, client or some generation below that. So, And at that time, did you find yourself doing any networking or trying to do any networking? Yeah, well, because, you know, I, I did want to earn more money doing this business and not just the occasional little dribs and drabs coming in. Um, and that whole cold calling thing seemed kind of unpleasant. So um, <laughs> I decided that uh, I'd probably have to do something because apparently aggressively waiting by the phone doesn't make it ring. Aggress- well, and if you're aggressive about it, it might. Yeah. <laughs> Aggressively so waiting by the phone. I love I that. I decided to try this networking thing. Um, now, remember, I'm a computer programmer with all the social skills that that implies. Mm-hmm. So I was not particularly good at the networking thing. Um, and it was only after doing I took a number of classes, read book, books uh, to, to help understand what this thing was, this networking thing, um, that it, it really began to take off. 
Well, then, as you were were learning how to do this, you saw a direct impact on your on your business. Um, then, how what what did you find were then the best ways to grow your business? Was it through live networking, or were there other avenues that you used as well? For me, it was all live networking. Um, uh, it, it really came from kind of on high because my mom uh, teaches networking also, and I learned from. Well, that's helpful. Yeah. <laughs> And so she had sort of a dim view of the whole cold calling thing also. So I, I said, well, that must be the right way to go because mom said so. Um, so I went out and I just networked like crazy. I would meet with people and, and chat with them and get to know them. I still had some some bad information that I don't know where I picked it up because it certainly wasn't for my mom that the whole idea of the networking process was specifically to find clients. So you would go to these networking events and if the person you talk, were talking to didn't happen to want to buy from you, well, there was no per- particular reason to continue talking to them. Um, so, yeah, there was, a, there was a number of flaws there. Uh, but, you know, being in touch with people, being visible within the, the groups and events that I was attending, I think that was what made a big difference in the results I was seeing. Yeah, that's a really important point you're making there, that uh, it is an unfortunate piece of knowledge that gets floated out that if somebody doesn't want to buy from you, then that's it. You don't, you don't need to talk with them anymore. (laughs) Um, What have you come to know um, instead of that piece of advice? Well, it turns out that the strength of your network is not in who you know. It's in who they know. You you know, I mean, if, if you're just trying to, to make connections with immediate clients, you might as well be doing door-to-door sales. Um, you know, that's that, right. So that's a one-by-one process. You're far better off developing great relationships with everyone around you and having them just keep an eagle eye out for you. It's a heck of a lot more fun anyway. Uh, essentially, I'm, I'm making professional friends, as it were. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I would say that, you know, having wonderful colleagues, that is actually where the the gold is. Yes. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. So then how did you move from being someone who was a computer programmer to someone who is well known as an expert in in networking? Well, uh, as as I mentioned, I I started my own business. I was uh, still working at University of Michigan. I was doing the, the weekend and evening thing. And then about 2007, I decided to go full-time on my business. Um, Now, if you'll recall, the economic climate at the time was not particularly uh, sunny. What was the year you said? 2007. Ew, right before. Yeah, right before everything kind of went to heck. Um, Yeah. And uh, I was fortunate, though, because I'd built up such a great network. uh, My business actually grew 50% every year. Um, wow. The downside of that was because I never really wanted to have employees. I enjoyed being sort of a freelancer. Um, I was getting more work in than I could actually get done. And one night, uh, I was in 2009, about three o'clock in the morning, I'm up trying to get the work done. My, my family's asleep pretty much at three o'clock in the morning. Everybody's asleep. And uh, I suddenly realized in the dark of the night, this is not making me happy. I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and that was sort of a, a real revelation because I'd always seen myself as a computer. For 20 years, I'd seen myself as a computer programmer. That's a big identity shift. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big time. It's, but it's almost as though once you had the thought, 
you couldn't unhave it, right? Yeah, yeah, no, it was yeah. it was definitely you know there was there was some part of me that had known this for a long time, and it was it was just so, this sudden realization. No, this is this is not. I, if if I'm like this for the rest of my life, I will not be happy. And yeah. not long after that, I was chatting with a friend of mine uh, who happened to actually work for the local chamber. And, you know, mentioned this, this kind of dilemma to her. And she said, well, did you ever think of teaching people about how you grew your business? And uh, it was kind of in that moment that the reluctant networker sort of came to the fore. And that is a beautiful transition. I want to step backwards for just a minute because you have navigated two really important areas in uh, in the life and the world of uh, of many solopreneurs and business owners. And one is going from running a business part time to full time, and the other one is changing your identity of who you are in business. And I want to just step back and, and touch on that. And then I, um, I want to dig in some more to the networking side of things. But uh, um, when you were choosing to go from part-time to full-time, what, what were some of the critical items? Like what had you uh, know that you were ready or think that you were ready? <laughs> That's the case, maybe. It's like being a parent. You were totally ready, yeah, yeah, um, ready. to make that step off, to make that step off into full time. Well, I'll tell you, I, I had been pulling back on my time at University of Michigan. I, I was, I think I was down to a 60% appointment, which is basically I was working at U of M Monday through Wednesday, and then my own business the rest of the time. And this would have been probably in November of 2006. I was reading a book called uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. That's a good one. It's it's a great book. And in it, he said, I remember reading this, that, that uh, um, poor people want to be rich. Wealthy people commit to it. Mm, that's an important distinction. It was in that very moment. It was like, like skies, you know, that whole skies opening up, the trumpets of the, of the angels. Yeah. Yes. Of course, I realized that I was not committing. I was. I had my feet one in each world, and I could not succeed really in either one. And so, uh, in that moment, uh, I I made the decision. You know, after talking to my wife and getting her permission. Um, good move. Good move. <laughs> uh, that it was time for me to to go full time. Um, I went in and gave my notice, and on January third, I had my last day at University of Michigan after twenty two years. Wow. Pretty momentous. It, it was. It was sort of a big thing. Um, yeah. And then, uh, you know, I, I decided that uh, um, start start growing it. Uh, you know, I, I I started taking sales classes because I'd never I knew how to network, but I didn't know how to sell. Um, yeah, that that is definitely something. What and and what did you find for yourself? Because sales, I find that there are you know underlying principles. In the sales process, but but for you, what do you think is most important um, in in learning how to sell effectively? Well, for you, I was fortunate in that I uh, through my networking, I had met one our local Sandler sales uh, uh, trainer, franchiser. Um, it was uh, Joe Mar, and he had sort of a soft approach to selling. Um, he very much focused on the necessity to grow the relationship, to be that the salesman is not uh, an enemy. The salesperson is an advisor. 
And I love that orientation. That really helped me understand a better way to sell. Um, I'm not there to 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 make someone else miserable. I, I'm there to see how I can help. And that really that really changed the way I approach the, the whole process of sales. Yeah, you never have to be a salesperson. You only need to be a problem solver. Right, right. Um, really be a trusted trusted advisor. So and, that, that, and really yeah. fundamentally be interested. Be interested in the other people around you. It's it's that's fundamentally what what goes on. If you're not interested in them, you, it's going to be really hard to succeed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fast forwarding a little bit, uh, what did you find was the biggest challenge for you in shifting from being a computer programmer to being a um, an educator, trainer, coach, author on the topic of networking? Well, uh, funny enough, it was telling people that I was going to start focusing on networking because coming from a computer background, everybody assumed I was going to start running wires or setting up routers. <laughs> Um, it took, it took a little while to help. That's a different kind of networking, <laughs> yeah, isn't it? It took a little while to help people understand that, no, no, that was not what I was talking about. Um, but you know, the, the funny thing is that my background as a computer programmer actually helped a lot because computer programmers at our core, we build systems. Yes. And detailed systems. Yeah. What I was actually doing was taking a soft skill and systematizing it. And, you know, I, I created systems around pretty much every aspect of the networking process so that I could handle it because, let's face it, not a particularly socially skilled guy. I need to have uh, mechanisms to help me pretty much navigate any of the waters of networking. Yeah, I, I know I found that with... Um... You know, most of the folks that I interact with and my clients, that what stops them ultimately from getting out there, whether it's marketing, networking, any any kind of connection or being known, being out there, having your voice in the world, um, is not the how-to part of things. It's actually overcoming the initial worry, concern, or fear. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's the first-time problem. Exactly. But a system where you can follow the bouncing ball is very helpful in alleviating a lot of that concern. Right. That creates a bit of a cocoon there, safety net. Yeah. Well, and, and it's, it's like someone else has set the path before you. You don't have to go blindly into the weeds. Yeah. Here's the map. Just, you know, go 100 <laughs> meters north. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Follow the path. Don't walk off the path. Find the man with the beard. No. Um, you know, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> whatever it is. <laughs> So scavenger hunt, networking scavenger hunt. Hey, that'd be fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm thinking about it. All right. Now, when it comes to networking, um, you know, we could talk about tips, but I actually think a lot of times it's more important to talk about the common mistakes that folks make. And uh, I know in the backstage pass today, we're going to talk some more about um, follow through and we're going to talk about um, uh, referrals from networking, which is kind of next level types of information. But, you know, starting with the basics, what do you find um, is really the, the, the couple of, if you had to give people two or three, uh, please don't do this type of tips uh, for getting out there and networking, what would they be? Well, uh, the, the very first one is, and I think you covered it right there, is get out and do it. <laughs> Well, you laugh, but no, it's it's it's, it's true. You know, it's it's true. true. People people don't do it, I, and I think it's because they don't perceive how valuable it is. 
if you think, I mean, think about it, uh, Tina, you think about it for a second. What are three of the biggest achievements of your life? Think about those for just a second. Yeah. Could you have accomplished those without someone helping you? Absolutely not. No, it's, it's, we cannot accomplish anything of true significance in our lives without the assistance of the people around us. In fact, the limits of our lives are the limits of our connections, the resource that we have to call upon. So the yeah. very first mistake people make is not networking. I don't think I could agree more on that. Um, and uh, from my own personal experience on that, I'll have to say a lot of people ask me, uh, when you made the decision to sell your stuff and you know move with your family to Costa Rica, how did you how did you do that so quickly? And the answer to that is is I had connections. I had networked with people in Costa Rica over the years. Mm -hmm. So really, all there was to do was to uh, send. Uh, a quick email, have a half hour phone call, and I was that was it, because I had the right people to talk to, and right. that's that's really I think the the magic of having a network, you know, and being willing to get out there. I didn't, I'm I'm in I'm in New York, I'm networking in Costa Rica, mm -hmm. you know, but in this day and age, you know, we can do that. Certainly, certainly. So why not? Why not get out there? Absolutely. Um, so you know, when people, you talk about getting out there and doing that, a lot of times I get questions about, well, I don't know where to look or I don't know what the right groups are. So if you're, if you're um, having people kind of evaluate the, the value, let me, let me be redundant, evaluate the value um, of, of, a, of a networking group, what, what, what should people look for? Well, what we're talking about now is, is formal networking as opposed to just you know, being out there, so to speak. Right. Um, so, and I do get this question a lot. What's the best place to network? And the problem is I can't just say one place is the best place. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. Um, if, if, you're tr if you are trying to, you know, build your client base, well, uh, the, one of the best places, there, there are actually two locations that would be good to network. First is that place which your clients congregate. Um, if you are seen as a servant of the clients beyond just as a salesperson to the clients, that's when benefit comes out of it. Um, the other place to network is in places where th the people who can connect you with your client are located. So, for example, uh, if, I don't know, if, if you're a, a real estate agent and you're trying to sell homes to uh, young parents. I'm just using this as, a, as an example off the top of my head. Um, you could you know, make connections with uh, local parent-teacher groups. Um, you could make connections with, um, uh, where else would, would young parents be? Uh, um, Trying to sleep is the answer to that. <laughs> actually, is actually the real answer to that. Bed, bed <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> But you can see. Yeah, you can yeah, I, I completely agree to that example. Um, and in terms of being a servant, um, you know, I, I remember uh, one of my one of my earlier clients who uh, this is actually a real estate example um, used to offer uh, classes in home safety and um, to families who had new had babies. Uh, and she used to offer this to daycares. Mm -hmm. 
And it was a great way for them, her to get her, her name out as a realtor. And she happened to be a young mother herself. Well, and yeah, that right there, that's a perfect example. Yeah. 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 So I think that's a phenomenal idea. Um, now, uh, we were talking some more about, uh, you know, common mistakes that people make. One of them was not getting out there. Um, and I had started to touch on follow through. So this comes up a lot. And uh, what does good follow through look like in networking? Well, uh, a lot of people do make the mistake of thinking that uh, them handing out their business cards is sufficient for follow through. Uh, in fact, you'll, you'll often hear of people who have been doing networking since you know 40 years ago, that was sort of their metric is how many cards did you hand out? That doesn't work because 98% of the time, no one responds at all. Uh, and even worse, if you're just the, the guy who's just passing out cards to everyone, whether or not they ask for them. Uh, follow through is you taking control of the relationship. If you like chatting with someone, you ask for their card and then you follow up with an intention to continue the conversation. If you just send a message saying, hey, it was great to meet you. Thanks for the, for, for the conversation. That's great, but it, it, it doesn't really further it. Um, Follow-up has got to be uh, something something deeper, something where you're actually trying to find out more about that person, befriend them in a way. Go a little bit deeper on the on the conversation. And it doesn't have to be all business either, does it? No, Getting to no, know them. no, far from it. Um, in fact, sometimes what I recommend is actually just having a real conversation with them as if they were another human being. Uh, and imagine that. Imagine that. And look for ways to help. It doesn't have to be finding them a client. Look for ways to help on any level. The smallest gestures can sometimes make the biggest difference. You know, if, if uh, for example, if someone was chatting with you about, and they, were, they had mentioned that they were interested in going to Costa Rica on vacation, you could probably help them out, couldn't you? I do it all the time. Yeah, I mean, that's, 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 and people would be, they would love you for it. They would remember you for it. They would, you would be developing a strong personal connection by doing the simple act of helping them with a little bit of information. We don't have to go for the big gestures. Sometimes it's the small ones that make the biggest difference. Mm -hmm. A referral to a website, a book, another group, a networking uh, group online or in person. Um, I do a lot of introductions. Yes, those are for great. people. Um, I know you do as well. That's actually how we met. Yes, <laughs> through the lovely uh, and and beautiful influence maven uh, Teresa de Grubway. Grubway. Ah, can't even talk to her. <laughs> uh, who wrote the book Mass Influence. So and there are no mistakes there. Um, that's for sure. Greg, I want to go deeper with you on this particular topic and then also talk about um, uh, utilizing your network and actually how that generates uh, to go deeper to generate business because sometimes it doesn't ne necessarily evolve organically as much as we'd like it to, yes? Certainly, certainly. Yeah, there's, there's, yeah there, so there's... how to kind of nudge that process along. So um, if you want to be part of that conversation and learn more from Greg, because he's got an awful lot to offer. You want to join us for that backstage pass uh, at the startsomethingshow.com. And uh, Greg, actually, why don't we talk a little bit about how people can reach you? Um, I want to personally mention uh, one of my favorite, favorite things on your website is the 52 connection tips that you offer. Uh, so you can go to uh, 52connectiontips.com 
and uh, sign up on it's actually part of Greg's website and he will send you every single week for an entire year a tip on how to connect more deeply uh, to help build your business, help build your audience, help build your colleagues and really become um, uh, a master of your network. It's That's a really, really generous gift. So I suggest uh, that you go and check that out at 52connectiontips.com. And of course, you can find that link along with Greg's other contact information on the website. Um, but Greg, why don't you also give us your uh, main URL as well? And is there any social media that areas that you love to connect with people on? <laughs> uh, yeah, my, my website is uh, thereluctantnetworker.com. Um, you can put the www.thereluctantnetworker.com if you want. Um, I tend to be, uh, for the most part, on uh, Facebook because I love it because it's a very social place and uh, LinkedIn because that's where we do our business. Perfect. That's beautiful. Greg, I really appreciate you uh, joining me here on the on the show today. Um, now, uh, uh, one question I want to ask you before we uh, finish up, something I ask everybody, um, and that is, uh, what is the legacy that you would like to leave uh, bef- when, when you leave uh, the planet? You know, I was asked this some years ago. And it, it kind of comes down to, and we have a, a, a phrase now about they got their job because of the, who they know. I would like that to be, uh, and of course, you know, of course they got it because of who they know, because that's how we do everything. It's who we know who can help us to achieve the greatest things in our lives. That's lovely. Thank you so much, Greg. I look forward to continuing our conversation on the Backstage Pass. I do too. All right, great. And for all of you out there listening here on the Start Something Show, remember you can uh, check out all the show notes, all the goodies we have for you, and of course, uh, details on our membership options at the startsomethingshow.com. Get out there, get your voice out there, start connecting with people live, online, any which way you can think of, and start having some real conversations. Your net worth is in your network, as the old saying goes, and we will see you next time on the Start Something Show. Start something with purpose. Start something with freedom. Start something now. Go to thestartsomethingshow.com, join our community of superstarters, and get your perfect day planner pack, a free resource to help you create the life you've dreamed of living. Take action now, and we'll see you for our next exciting episode.